Welcome back to The Life of a Dancer. I'm Lauren Carol Bolger, and this week I'm going to be talking about finding your artistic voice in dancing and a brief discussion about the performance opportunities currently available specifically to Irish dancing. To speak about this subject of artistic dancing, I'll be specifically more looking at Irish dancing. Um, And to really understand the artistic side of Irish dancing, I think you have to go back to how Irish dancing is taught to beginners up through champions. It's very much a, I would say, more formulaic dance form, Um, very structured and formal. And it's more about being told what to do. There's less finding your individuality as a dancer in the form, especially if you're coming from a heavily competitive background or a heavily competitive school and if that's the teacher's goal for their students is to compete and to place well and do everything like that it's less about finding the dancer's individual artistic voice um I think in the past it probably could have been more like that but now it's just gotten a bit lost it's because I think just the the technique and the level of skill that the top dancers have now is absolutely incredible and it had it has had to become more athletic um and it is a sport but it always has been first a dance and art form and that's something to always remember that first Irish dancing is an art form then it's a sport you have to train like an athlete to be able to perform the art but I think some dancers and some schools even get a little bit lost in the sport side of it and don't really train their dancers then to in the end be dancers and to be artists and to show a style and to show a beauty and an expression it's very much um when you're competing your steps it's like there's not there is creativity within the steps but I mean you're gonna get on stage you're gonna stand on an x or if it's not an x you still know where that x would be if they put the x and you're going to do a lead round, and that lead round then is going to go around in basically a circle or some sort of a circle. Then you're going to basically just do steps. They're going to bounce back and forth across the front of the stage. And that's your foot. That's your pattern of travel. There's no difference. There's no exploring outside of the boundaries. So as a younger dancer being taught from beginner to age up, you're slowly being immersed in this culture, this Irish dance culture. You're slowly being immersed in you know, following instructions, you do as you told, as you're told, there's no improvisation. The only time maybe that you get to improv is if you make a mistake on stage and you completely forgot your step, but you have to keep going and you hopefully then are able to pull something out of your hat and keep it on time. Um, but other than that, there's really no improv. It's just very formulaic and um, you're really taught what to do. And I don't say that in a bad way at all because there are dancers and that's whose reason for doing Irish dance is solely to sit in a classroom where a teacher has ultimate control and, you know, just as here's what you do, 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 you know, dancing around your one, two, you know, that's a good culture of it. And some students really thrive under that. And I enjoy it. I liked being told what to do and you do your best and you keep pushing. And it's not to say you can't create a style out of that. But the the balance then is to find where do you start teaching your students the artistic side of it, the voice. Where do you start developing their voice as a dancer in Irish dancing? And that becomes challenging just because of how it's generally taught and the classes are structured. So up until the 
90s, basically. There, you know, Irish dancing was not a world phenomena. Basically, it would be performed and taught to dancers more in the areas where there's an Irish diaspora, but really it took off from Riverdance, which was 1994, I believe, at the Eurovision is when it was first performed. And that was absolutely revolutionary. You didn't have Irish dance shows like that. And what they did choreographically, all standing in a straight line, all dancing together, the power of it, the layering, the you know, girl in the pretty dress, running you know, dancing around, some arm movements, that was all very creative and modern for its time. From that, Irish dancing got so much recognition in the world, spread all across. Millions of people now dance it. Well, maybe I shouldn't say the word millions, but millions of people recognize it, know the dance form a bit. They usually, if they don't actually know Irish dancing, they know it by the name River Dance. Other shows branch off that. You have Lord of the Dance branch off that, which is just more kind of a uh, more flashy version of River Dance, I guess you could say. But generally, the style of it's fairly similar. You have set number of pieces the pieces go you know I wouldn't say any of them go longer than five minutes and then you might go in a bit of music then you have another five minute piece and then some of them are ensemble work some of them aren't um you have your kind of lead coming out but the general look of it and the pieces you do usually have the men are probably never I don't think in any of these shows the men ever show any light shoe or soft shoe it's all in heavy shoe. You usually have an acapella, but the male's like, it's just very, very set show. And it was revolutionary for its time. And it was creative for its time. It was taking our dancing and putting it in a different light and doing something different with it. It pushed it also to the entertainment industry of dancing. It is more of an entertainment show, kind of like a Broadway show or something. It's, uh, you know, there's always a struggle with the traditional art forms and making them into a, you know, to be accepted as a high art. But Part of that, I think, in my opinion, would be that it, that's going against our dancing is a lot of the shows that are out there are currently really purely for the goal of entertainment. They're not, I mean, maybe the choreographers thought that they um, are creating something more creative and it's artistic voice coming out and look at this, but generally the whole purpose is to entertain the audience. And I'm not saying that art pieces don't have that goal, but it's more pushing it towards the entertainment industry than expressing a choreographer's artistic voice or anything or a dancer's artistic voice. So that then takes me to what Irish dancing is doing today. There are more choreographers today trying to do something different. And I think what's most important for a dancer today is to start educating themselves a bit of the dance world, about the dance world. And this doesn't just include Irish dancing and the modern choreographers and what they're doing today, but knowing generally dance's history and how the movements built off of each other and where people went down different paths and what they're doing, what different choices choreographers have made, what questions you can ask and what different things you can do with the body and really kind of starting to learn your own movement vocabulary because that's really a choreographer or even an individual dancer, um, when they're going to be expressing themselves artistically and doing a dance form, I think it's really important to understand your own movement vocabulary and really figuring out how you like to move and what feels best for you and what looks best for you, you know, and kind of express that. Obviously, when you work with a choreographer, they're going to have their own movement vocabulary. And if you're a dancer working for them, you're going to have to do what you're told to do. But anyways, I think it's important for dancers to at some point develop this own, their own artistic voice, their own movement vocabulary. So there are some different shows that are starting to do this. 
Personally, when I started looking at dance history and the different choreographers, I have found that I obviously gravitate to specific choreographers, as every person's going to, but I have not really gravitated towards some of the more modern Irish dance choreographers. Their works and kind of the movements that they do and their vocabulary and their pieces and their style to me, they don't resonate with me. They don't, they're not beautiful to me. I see areas where I think would be areas to improve. I see some areas that are lacking in my view. Does that mean somebody else can't like them? No, obviously not. There are people who obviously love what they're doing and think it's great. And obviously they like what they're doing. And I think that's most important because they're expressing themselves. But I see areas of growth for Irish dancing. And and I think, well, I hope that teachers can start to kind of maybe see this a bit and where it could grow and then start teaching their students to be able to find their voice and then hopefully their students can kind of fill those gaps a bit more. I hope to fill the gap myself in my own personal way, but I do hope it takes off in kind of a different direction artistically than what I've been seeing. Well, I think first I'll mention choreographers that definitely do resonate with me that I just absolutely adore and love their work. Number one is Balanchine. I know some people do not like Balanchine. I love his work. I love his choreography. I love the school that he founded and the company he founded and all the work that he did with that. I obviously adore him so much and name my cat Balanchine. So my little cat's name Balanchine, which is quite a long name for a little cat, so he goes by Bally. Um, but that's just a little fun fact about my life. Um, but Balanchine created a different style of ballet. He created more of an American style ballet. It's more muscular. There's some different shapes. There's different hip jutting motions. There's more some bent knees, um, just a different way of performing the moves that's more unique. And he took influence more from jazz and the different things that he was seeing around the world at the time. He didn't make ballet not ballet. He didn't turn ballet into jazz. He didn't mix it by saying, here's your ballet move. Now here's your jazz move. Now let's go back to ballet or make your ballet dancers jazz. And he just infused some of the moves by having them performed in slightly different ways. Now this is my perspective as an Irish dancer and the best way I can understand it. And maybe a ballet dancer could be saying, that's not right at all. You have it completely wrong. And I apologize. I do not know ballet quite as well. I do, I have studied a bit of Balanchine's work and I've created an exhibit for my thesis project on Balanchine, one of Balanchine's pieces, Western Symphony. Um, I basically was looking at how to exhibit dance. That's a very different thing, but I am very interested in his work and I do like what he does. Some of the points in his works are just to, like, can you not just find beautiful dance? Like, can the dancing just not be beautiful? Does art have to always say something or mean something can't it just be beautiful bodies moving basically and I'm sure his quote says that way better um another choreographer I'm very interested in is Yuri Killian he is one of the more contemporary choreographers that I actually like he does some very different things he's done a piece where he basically went to it was a very small area in Africa I can't say the name of the country I can't remember where exactly he went but he was basically studying a um indigenous people's dancing and their how they move and not just their dancing but some of their he was basically studying another uh, culture and uh different dance movements that they had in their culture um and it was more like 
gathering kind of movements and he created a piece off of it there is some case of that of cultural appropriation and there's some issues with that but he was trying to not appropriate their culture I think there are some issues with some of the costumes he chose but really trying to just develop a new dance vocabulary for himself and you can see this influence in and really just seeing how different people move and I think as a choreographer that idea is just excellent just how can you move the body in different ways and he took it to a very far extreme and created this there's a movie about and everything if you want to watch it um I can't say that I can't think of what the name is off the top of my head but he's very interesting one of the pieces I like the most of his is Bella Figura it's a bit of a shock in the beginning especially for Irish dancers is someone coming from a more conservative what I would consider a conservative dance background because uh the dancers all come out and none of them are wearing tops males females no tops there's long big skirts and everything but the point of it and his piece is kind of um you know that people are wearing a mask but they're always performing an identity they're always performing something else but what is you know who are they really in well it's just um you put on basically Bella figure than apparently is and I could be again butchering all this that you're putting on a good face that's kind of a saying for a good face I think in, in Italian but that's a very interesting piece and some of the movements it's like beautiful classical movements um I learned part of the dance and I remember it was just beautiful sweeping within small things that were just different they were kind of a little weird it's like there's one hand where it's supposed to be like a flopping fish almost kind of a thing and that it's those little moments then but mixed in so effortlessly that you went it's not like oh that's really different it's just it works so cohesively um, I won't go on and on about all the choreographers I currently are just absolutely loving, but one of the last ones in would be Justin Peck, and I think I'll talk about him a little bit later. So he's more of a modern, younger choreographer. But I think that point is it's just that it's finding some art forms that speak to you. So I think what I'm going to do now is mention the Irish dance choreographers, kind of a brief little bit of what they've been doing, but then I think I'm going to discuss on what I see as kind of areas that could have been improved or general things that I dislike about them. And then to where I think Irish dancing could go from here today and how a younger dancer could be finding their artistic voice. So starting with Jean Butler and Michael Flatley, I think what the work that they did at that time is absolutely original and it was groundbreaking um, I Michael Flatley's work has stayed very much in that same kind of line. It hasn't really like grown away from that or out of his own past work, I would say. It's, it's very continuous. Jean Butler's has gone a very different direction. It's gone very, she's kind of taken up contemporary dancing, and I would say a lot of her dancing now is not really Irish dancing. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of her modern pieces. Then you have Colin Dunn. Colin Dunn would have danced a river dance lead dancer. He as well went into the contemporary field of dancing, but didn't come out of it like a contemporary dancer. He came out of it more with his own movement vocabulary. He really embodied a different way of moving again, but put that with his own dancing, his own vocabulary. So he's just created a different, uh, the way that he moves, which is very unique in how he thinks about it. But it's his own style, and I would say it's still staying true to his original dance form and his passions. So actually, I would say, I'll take a little break for a second here and just mention this. Colin Dunn is one choreographer in the Irish dance world that I do think is doing an excellent job, and I personally do like his work. It's interesting, 
and I'll talk more about why I think it works and what I think that he's doing that is just great. So then the other ones would be a little younger. Let's see. Well, not younger. There's Brendan, uh, Brendan DeGalley. Uh, his pieces are a fusion kind of of Irish and ballet contemporary. They're very uh, conceptual and a bit out there. He did uh, an Irish dance version of Rite of Spring, which Rite of Spring would have been a Nijinsky piece originally, and that's a very kind of foundational ballet piece, ballet contemporary piece. And that piece was interesting. I actually haven't seen the full thing. I think Brendan's going in an interesting direction. I think some of it's just... Well, I'll discuss all of it later, too. Um, then you have, let's see, you have Kira Sexton's trying to make her way as a choreographer with... Uh, I think it's Martin she's with. And let's see, I think they have the Irish Dance Theatre. And that's supposed to be more like ballet Irish dancing contemporary? Question mark. It's kind of about the pretty dresses, the kind of more ballet tutui dresses. Yeah, um, some more barefoot action <laughs> going around. It is more about telling the story. And their pieces, I think they're kind of following more of a story path in theirs um other ones you have are let's see Kristen Fontanella she's currently I think at this time premiering not premiering but performing a work in limbo and she'd be very much I would say more on the lines of a contemporary dancer um I know that she does do Irish dancing and that's her primary background but I would say the pieces if you're going to see them they're more contemporary than Irish dancing very much barefoot kind of sunken into your knees more and everything um, then you have fusion fighters, and obviously I think fusion fighters right now would be one of your really kind of like big groups that are affecting a lot of the younger students. And I think they're great for teaching students to think outside of the box, to do something a little bit different than competitive dance. They're highlighting different younger dancers on their Instagram and everything, and maybe on their Facebook. I honestly don't go on Facebook that much anymore to even know whether or not they're putting stuff off on Facebook. But they are doing a lot, I think, for the younger dance world. They're using, like, a lot, featuring kids with more pop music. And, you know, like, kind of they have the hashtag was that uh, create, don't hate. So it's great. They're just trying to make kids start thinking outside of the box. I personally am not a fan of their dance style. Um, I don't know if it's it's just not my my personal favorite. But they are doing quite a bit for... Uh, the younger kids and trying to teach them that there's a different there's something different than the competitive form and you are seeing I think especially with Instagram a lot more kids trying to put their own pieces together their own little bits to their own music and that's great because you are seeing them start to create themselves more then out of that you obviously have the slew of Irish dance shows which would be basically just oh I don't even know what to say about that they you know they're just a entertainment industry classic entertainment stuff and I really am not going to spend too much time talking about those because I really think they're very formulaic I think their purpose is to go out to get an audience to be entertained to view dancing in a straight line they're great they hire dancers I think that's great dancers have a job they're able to dance and perform they're able to see the world a bit excellent so why do I not like a lot of the current Irish dance choreographers I think the main reason comes down to number one fusion I think Irish dancers are struggling with their own dance form they don't know what to do with it they have been taught from a very young age that well a competitive side of it and you've seen competition 
or basically what I'm just going to call here river dance. And what is river dance form? There's nothing too unique about the footwork or any of the actual dancing you're doing in it, like footwork wise. It's all the same movements you would get in competition, though simpler. It's not like championship steps or anything. Just executed in a group, looking good, you add a couple arm movements. So I think choreographers are currently struggling with, I want to develop an artistic voice and show who I am as a dancer, but they're not sure how to do it. They're not sure how to do it within this tradition, which has had kind of two avenues. I think the trap people are getting into is either they start taking contemporary dance, which is very much in your head. It's very much a different movement style. And it's a lot of like abstract meaning. It'd be like, I would compare contemporary dance to contemporary artwork. <laughs> Some of it you look at and you go, Jesus, just a bunch of colors on <laughs> on a, a board isn't it and someone's going oh the meaning in that you know and you're kind of like oh, okay that's just some red and blue could I have done that oh no but you didn't do it the same meaning now you know some contemporary dancing would definitely be like that for me like okay they're just walking around yeah they're walking around oh but it's how they're you know I won't go too much of that but there has been some contemporary dance that I really do like but some of it I just I do personally struggle with um but the dancers I think are finding a way they're trying to well and a lot of the pieces then are about this struggle the struggle of what am I like as a dancer what am I doing with my Irish dancing and pieces they create are about this and I would say a majority of the pieces I see come from these choreographers usually has something to do with this struggle of what they're doing as a dancer and I'm really tired of seeing it I know it's a struggle. I know it's challenging. You're coming from a traditional form that is more rigid in ways and you've been taught a certain way and you're trying to figure out your own voice in it. But I would love to see a piece not about the struggle, but I'd love to see them just go to a studio, work out, find a movement form that works for them and then create a piece not about finding their own movement form, but showcasing that new movement form. Stop doing this, what is Irish dancing? Stop doing in the middle, not sure, questioning. No, just find something that works for you and put it forward. And you could have some meaning outside of that. You do not see a lot of other choreographers and other dance forms creating pieces about what is tap? What is jazz? I know it's different because it's a very different traditional form and I'm not saying that the pieces are bad and I think it's a very valid question and it's a difficult question because of the way Irish dancers are raised and how you're taught Irish dancing. But I just see so many dancers getting stuck in this trap and the one outlet they find is contemporary dance and they go, right, if I'm going to do something different Irish dancing, I'm going to lose the shoes. The shoes are like number one. Let's just get rid of the shoes. Let's go barefoot. Classic. Number two, let's bend our knees. Okay, bend your knees, lose the shoes, wear some more like loose baggy clothes and throw some arms around. We won't do the arms on the hips. Right, very good. I think what would benefit these dancers more is to actually go and study some different dance forms. Don't just study contemporary, but study some like the other ones that have very set vocabularies. Ballet, tap, jazz. Those have more set vocabularies and start 
learning the different movement options you have and study contemporary on the side. But contemporary is very much about finding your own movement vocabulary as well. But I think you need some training in these other dance forms and in these other movements. And that's where the fusion gets funny. It becomes very contemporary. And I think they've really then lost the Irish dancing and yet they're marketing it or they're saying they're an Irish dancer and I go to it and it's not that I want to see an Irish dance. I don't want to see a line of 10 dancers at the front all traveling at the same time. I am tired of that. I don't want to see that. But I'd like to see them do something with their art form. And what I see when I'm watching it is that they're throwing it away and they're just completely lost and they have peace basically that they've created about being lost, which is kind of, it's very sad. I think it's actually depressing <laughs> Um, I'd like to see them find themselves, but I don't know if that's the way that they're going to. Maybe they are. Maybe they're finding themselves in that way. That's my take on it, though, and I'm sure they have very different opinions, and I don't mean this to be a bashing in any way. This is my own personal opinion on what I think about it. I think it's important to hold on to a bit of your tradition and to make very specific choices and create a form that's beautiful and sometimes your piece doesn't have to be about or mean anything at all it could be slightly influenced by it but that doesn't mean to say that you're influenced by ballet does not mean like the arm movements of ballet like I think ballet is a great form to look at because of the arm movements and everything because Irish dancers we don't move our arms so if you want to start infusing arms into it I think it'd be a good idea to start studying well what works? Let's look at what dance forms have done arms well, because then you're going to learn a foundation on how to move your arms, uh, how to hold your carriage when your arms are moving, and what different positions are classic. And then you can branch away from that and take it and add it to your own dance form in your own way. But to infuse the ballet, ballet aspects into a piece does not mean you'd be standing and doing your you know, your dance, right? Here's your one, two, threes. I don't know. I'm just creating a different idea, right? Sorry, here's your trebles. Treble, 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 treble. You can do some heel drops. I don't know, whatever, right? Then maybe you're going to go treble on a toe point and you're up on your toes, right? You're on point or on block, different, you just call it different things. And then let's put our arms out in a low first position. Let's put them in first. Now let's put them in a high fifth. No, and pausing. And then maybe all tundra, you know, It's not a good fusion is not like where you could have a recording of it and cut, cut it and say, well, that's Irish dance section. Now here's your ballet section. Now here's your Irish dance section. A good fusion is influenced by other forms. The fusions are just gone wrong. And that's one of the things I see with fusion fighters that it's great. It's teaching kids how to clap and the rhythmic side I'm personally, in my own choreographic choices, not as rhythmic of a dancer. I prefer light shoes, so that's like number one. I'm just not really into the body percussion, and that's my own style. That's not anything against them. That's just what I like and what, I com- what I'm more comfortable with. But what it is in their dancing, it's very, again, kind of a feshy style. You do your trebles, you do some of your tricks, and then it's into clap, clap, stamp, stamp, legs are out in second. Maybe they're straight, maybe they're, you know, turned out, maybe they're... It's not fused well together. There's not a natural movement. It's like you can actually pick out where they picked up the other stuff. And it's to me, I'm going, well, why did you need that? Why did you need that in the piece? It, it doesn't add anything. And that's where dancer, choreographers and dancers go wrong with the fusions. It's just throwing in this other form for no apparent reason. 
Like, have a reason you're doing it. And don't just, like, does it add to it? No. So then take it out. You're not going to make your dance unique by stopping in the middle of it and throwing a different dance form in. Well, yeah, it's kind of unique, but it just doesn't... It's just how pieces generally, in my view, go wrong. Um, You really... You have to be so methodical and so careful when you're fusing things like that. So how do you do this right? So how do you find an artistic voice that's maybe slightly different than the tradition? And how do you choose to deviate from the tradition then? I think a perfect example of who has done this well is Colin Dunn. He has studied contemporary dancing. I'm sure he's studied other forms too. You know, he's into yoga and things like that. But he created a different way of moving for himself. It's all from the core. And he kind of adds our movements in different rhythms. I mean, his rhythms are, he's, well, he's just a very rhythmic dancer and he's excellent. But it was within his own vocabulary, but he found a way to, exp- to create his own movement vocabulary that worked for him. You can't pick apart his dancing and say, right, at that point, he's taking contemporary dancer. At that point, he's a contemporary dancer. Look, he's just walking around. And he just, he created his own way of moving and expressing himself. And that's why his pieces, to me, just work. They work well because it's his own movement. And I see his artistic voice. It's not, his pieces aren't about what am I, who am I, what's this going on? No, they're his movement pieces he has had a piece that's reflecting a little bit more of his past but it's not it it's just done differently and he's just done a really good job about it and he hasn't gotten quite so stuck on who you know what is my dancing so I think that's why it works from talking all about this what would my suggestion be for younger dancers my number one tip is and my one number one suggestion and I was talking to a friend about this the other day she's a traditional singer um where you're saying this, it's so important for dancers to have a good foundation. And this is across the board in any dance form. You need your good foundation. So an Irish dancer needs their foundation. It can get confusing for a young child if you start mixing things too much. If you start telling them, well, you know, for this piece, let's not point your toe. You know, be creative. Don't point your toe in that one or bend your knee in that. It's a little bit too much in that formational period. You need to give them the boundaries. You need to teach them the right foundation. So they need to have that. But they can start experimenting their own way, maybe of how they put their own steps together. Start using the creative side of their brain and maybe getting used to our movements or some doing some different things. But don't add to the confusion too much. Then you get to a certain age where then it start. I think it's a good time to start exploring other ways of moving. And this is kind of opening up the world to them. Why do you need to keep your arms down? Do you need to keep your arms down? Do you need to stay on time? Is that important to you, Irish dance teachers? But obviously, yes, it is. But is that going to be a choice of yours to not stay on time? Is it, you know, pointing your toes, bending your knees? Do you want to keep your hips in line? You know, those things. But I think you need to start exploring how other dance forms move and how to move within your body to make those choices and to make them look good. If you want to make it look ugly, you make it look ugly, but it better be on purpose. It's not, you probably don't want to have a move, movement look ugly because you just said, well, I wanted to move my hip out there, but you didn't really think it was like, you know, like if you're going to make something ugly, make it purposefully ugly. Don't make it ugly because whoops, I didn't realize that didn't look pretty. <laughs> um, 
maybe it works within your piece, but have intention behind all your movements, basically is what I'm saying. It's finding your artistic voice is a big journey. It's not something that's going to happen for a dancer within a couple weeks. Um, I think for ballet dancers or other tap dancers, I wouldn't know tap and jazz kind of their history and how everything works quite as much, but I think being exposed as well to other choreographers and other dances in ballet, you have the classics and you have your more modern choreographers and being exposed to how they're doing things. I just realized I said I would also talk about Justin Peck and I haven't even talked about him, but he would be someone that in the ballet world is a modern choreographer. He does classic ballet. But similar to Colin Dunn, I would say he has a different, a little bit different way of moving, but his pieces together is quite fast. The arm movements are a little different and it's just much more fluid and his pieces have a different shape to them. But it's all within the vocabulary of ballet. It's just his own way of moving in them. And I think that's what's so powerful about his pieces. They're fun. They're, they're more energetic, which I think I really like. And the arm movements would be traditional ways, but they're done very uniquely and the music he uses he definitely uses more kind of not poppy but it's well I think he goes to who's it who does he perform to I think he has pieces by Sufjans we have some music that's by more modern uh, modern musicians but kind of perform classically as well and he has beautiful classical music that he uses as well that's it's just his musicality is excellent I think as well but his choreography is musical and um, his own dancing, it has musicality about it. So knowing and being exposed to other choreographers for ball- ballerinas would be, you know, Nijinsky, Nijins- is Nijinska is his sister. Um, maybe taking more contemporary, Justin Peck's a different one. I can't name all of them, but, you know, it, like getting away from just the classics Forest dancers would be know your foundation, just like the ballet dancers, but then start exploring with some different things. Maybe I'd say fusion fires is a good first step, but then maybe look at how Colin Dunn moves. It's very challenging the way he's teaching. He's teaches his ideas and moving. It's all from the core, and once you kind of get that, it's a very it's it's a mind transition and a body transition to how you're trained competitively. But it's interesting. I would say. An Irish dancer should take other dance forms eventually. You always have to cross-train, so you might as well maybe train in some other dance forms as well. Um, Just learn some different ways of moving and get outside of the traditional realm. Don't just do Shanos or Kate Britton or other kind of, you know, that traditional dance forms. Try some other stuff that's different, that's, you know, maybe it is lyrical, maybe it is jazz, Something that teaches you a little bit of a different way of moving and in your body can have a chance to go, oh, that's interesting. Or I like it when my when I do this or I like that quality of it or tap, you know, explore. I think the biggest thing, the best thing for a dancer is to explore. Explore what's out there. Explore what's possible. But have your foundation in one dance. And then you'll get to the point in your life where you'll be able to start picking and choosing. And don't get so caught up on pieces sometimes always being about something. If you just want to create a beautiful dance, create what is beautiful to you. And then maybe you can start looking at that and say, what is my aesthetic? What do I consider beauty in dance? And then you kind of start to get to know yourself a bit more. 
through that. But I think sometimes you can get caught up. I make this dance about how I don't know what to do with Irish dancing, uh, you know, or Christmas. <laughs> you get a little caught up in your head and um, don't throw in other dance forms for the sake of throwing them in because you want to be different. That's not going to make you different. That's not going to make a very lasting impression. It's going to be, oh, that's the one that's doing Irish dance and ballet. You want to have something that actually is you and it's who you are as a dancer. And don't let it kind of look like two mushed forms. It just doesn't doesn't work too well. Don't fuse them just for the sake of fusing. So I think that's a good bit just my likes and dislikes of choreography and style and artistic voice it's not something that's easy to grasp and I think it's not something for a dancer to easily develop I think it takes a good chunk of time and I think there's just there definitely is room for growth growth in the Irish dance field in this Um, I think not a lot of dancers have really been exploring their own voice in Irish dancing because it has, like I mentioned, it has been taught very much on a you do this, you do this, no, that's wrong, that's not right, isn't great for a child's development. I mean, obviously in the competitive world it's perfect, but no, you didn't point your toe. But it's not that they're failing. It's not saying, you shouldn't be telling them there's no possibility of dancing with a bent knee because maybe their voice later would be that they dance with the bent knee. So I'm careful when I'm teaching to say in Irish dancing, if you're going to compete or you're going to do this, you need to have straight knees and kind of show them that you're teaching them the competitive style, but showing them that path and saying though that, you know, you're not explicitly telling them because you're going to get really confusing. Well, I'm not dancing today. I'm going to be dancing my performance Irish dancing. You know, that's going to be great conversations with the kids during class, but you're not completely cutting them down and telling them that there's no possibility of doing that. Because maybe someday that would work best for them and maybe that will be their voice and they could develop their voice. I think what's important is as a teacher to not tell students that things just aren't done that way. Trying to not instruct them that there's one right way of doing things because there's not. For competition, yes, in general there is. I think it'd be great and interesting if one day some people start kind of breaking the rules in competitions. I'd love to have some dancers really try some more experimental things. The hard part about that is I think you need to have a very strong dancer do it because it can't be a slightly mediocre dancer going out and trying something completely new. It could be, but if their other dancing can't hold up and speak to it, then it's just, what the hell was she doing? You know, that kind of, or he doing, or, you know, and that kind of thing. So... Uh, I know in my head this is something that I've been always thinking about, like pushing the boundaries, but I need to have one very strong dancer do it. And then, of course, need to have them willing that, you know, it's going to be a little experimental. Are you okay going out on stage trying something a little crazy and maybe getting completely shot down for it? There's a lot of issues with that. But anyways, it's just in general, teach your students. There's not one right way of doing anything. And eventually you're going to create your own movement vocabulary. And the best way of doing that in my mind and in my view and opinion is to educate yourself and see what other dancers, other choreographers from way back when to today are doing and understand the different movements of dance because that's so important. And it's so important to see what resonates with you and to learn your own aesthetic But in order to really get your own aesthetic, you need a very solid 
foundation in your primary area of dance. So hopefully that wasn't too much of a ramble. I feel like my first one was a bit of a ramble about my life as well. So this one was, I think, a much more opinionated podcast. Yeah, so that, (laughs) it was much more opinionated. It was my view of choreographers, and I don't mean any disrespect to any of them. I think, you know, uh, any dancer kind of following their own path and what their own desires and their likes are and really kind of making their own way in the dance world is great and it's excellent and you're starting to open up the paths for dancers to do something different I just see this as a big there is definitely a big area of growth still in the uh modern Irish dance or performative Irish dance the artistic side of it that area has a lot of growth that could happen and I think it's out there I think you just need the right dancers Um, doing it and you need the right choreographers creating it so I wish everyone the best and I hope all of you at some point find your own artistic voice and your own movement style and even I hope you find one choreographer whether or not it's in the genre that you dance in or whether or not it's in a genre that you just like I hope you find some choreographer that just really resonates with you and you just love what they're doing because I think that's such an amazing feeling to watch something, a dance that you just love, that you just watch it and you go, that is just excellent, that is amazing, you know, and it speaks to you or that it means something to you. Um, There are a lot of great choreographers out there and there's a lot of different people for different people's tastes who are doing excellent things, so happy dancing for everyone then.